on this week's XJ Talk Show. We got a bunch of news about the Easter Jeep Safari on This Week in Jeep. And Nikki G calls into the show and we spread some of that YouTube love. And then Steve gives us a couple of quick Jeep tips. Tammy talks about the installation of some new lights and gives us a review of the new Raxium 3-inch LED off-road lights. We play a little Amazon You Bought One and John chimes in with a quick radio com tech as well. Josh talks about what it may take to put in a Dana 44 under the front of your Jeep. And we announce some upcoming events all on the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. XJ Talk Show is on the air. Okay, it's a podcast. Oh, you know what I mean. Anyway, here's Tony and Josh. First week in Jeep. Well, Jeepers, we've got a whole bunch of Easter Jeep Safari news for you tonight. Tread Lightly is looking for volunteers to help during their Restoration for Recreation project during Easter Jeep Safari in Moab this year. Restoration for Recreation was designed to keep the great outdoors healthy, accessible, and open to the public by providing much-needed resources for restoration, maintenance, and new construction, along with education and outreach initiatives to help America's public agencies better manage sustainable outdoor recreation. The program was established in 97 to generate voluntary funding from the private sector. And since then, its partners from both the private and public sectors, as well as their volunteers, have been building bridges, improving maps and signage, and restoring damaged areas and degraded trails into enjoyable recreation resources. This year, Tread Lightly and their partners are coming together for a day of wheeling and restoration during the 2015 Easter Jeep Safari at Wipeout Hill on the Seven Mile Rim Trail. Tread Lightly and their volunteers will be constructing approximately one half mile of fencing along Seven Mile Rim Trail and around Wipeout Hill to keep the area looking natural and to help clearly identify the trail in order to protect the public's access and opportunities to enjoy the very popular trail and scenic overlook. If you'll be in Moab Easter Jeep Safari this year, please volunteer and help tread lightly keep our trails open to the public for future generations to enjoy. For more information on how you guys can help, please visit treadlightly.org slash programs slash restoration for recreation. And Jeep isn't the only ones unveiling a rig at Easter Jeep Safari this year. J.C. Whitney today announced that, they'll, that it is taking its centennial celebration on the road with the unveiling of its 2015 Jeep Rubicon project at, at the Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah. Known as the largest Jeep gathering in the West, the Jeep Safari is a famous and challenging spectacle that attracts a worldwide gathering of off-roaders. J.C. Whitney offers one of the most comprehensive selections of auto parts and accessories in the world and have been around as long as I can remember. On March 30th, J.C. Whitney's Centennial team will arrive in Moab to roll out a stock Jeep that's been turned into a world-class off-road athlete. Thanks in part to products from sponsors such as Best Top, Lund, Flowmaster, Weston, Covercraft, Powerstop, Yukon Gear, Rancho, B&M, and more. All equipment that makes J.C. Whitney's Project Jeep ready to handle the toughest of the 50 Moab trails available. As part of the celebration, J.C. Whitney employees will be at the Jeep Expo at the Spanish Trail Arena on April 2nd through the 3rd, answering questions, handing out free catalogs, and offering exclusive discounts on, pu- on purchases of the latest Jeep parts and accessories. Jeep fans can follow the Jeep build and the unveiling at the J.C. Whitney Centennial site at 100.jcwhitney.com. Hey, big thanks to all of you out there who continue to help out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you think you, should, you got something that we should report on, well, let us know about it. Or if you got a response to any one of our stories, by all means, please let us know. Send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com.
Josh, that was a short news tip. I mean, uh, well, we've got a lot of show for our <laughs> for our fans tonight, Tony. I figured I'd just throw a couple out there for them, and uh, well, we've got a lot of stuff to fit in tonight, so I figured we'll keep it short. All right. Well, I guess so. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off road, and now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. My name's fucking Audrey Kid, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Hey guys, coming up in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you everything I went through to install some new LED lights on my Rubicon. And later I'll give you a review on the Raxium 3-inch LED light. So stick around. All righty. Well, uh, that's great. We're looking forward to that, Tammy. And uh, let's take a moment here to introduce ourselves. My name's Tony. Uh, I am uh, part of the XJ Talk Show along here with uh, Josh and Tammy. And well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. And uh, Hopefully you're going over to uh, xjtalk.com and uh, the xjtalkshow.com. Hopefully you're at xjtalk.com right now and uh, xjtalkshow.com in our chat room and watching the show live. If you don't know about that, we're on live every Thursday night, 10 p.m. Central Time. And the interesting thing here here is is that Josh is over on the East Coast. Tammy's on the West Coast. So we got it covered coast to coast. And yes, I did that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, a little bass backwards there. But uh, yeah, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, guys, reside in Oregon, and we're all three of us in different time zones. I am Josh. You guys know me as Northwest99XJ or NW99XJ over at XJTalk.com and pretty much just about every other Jeep site out on the web. Uh, tons of information over at XJTalk.com. If you are a Jeeper, if you know somebody who's a Jeeper, whether you are a new Jeeper or a veteran Jeeper, by all means, turn them on or turn yourself on to XJTalk.com. Lots of info, lots of professionals over there, a ton of builds, great pictures, great advice, and the most important thing, there's no flaming. No such thing as a stupid question over there, guys, and we'd love to have you over there. So if you haven't visited the forum yet, by all means, go check it out right now, xjtalk.com. And I'm Tammy, also known as Jeep Mama, and you can catch out more of my story on my blog at www.jeepmama.com, and I'm very excited to join Tony and Josh on this awesome podcast and adding a little Wrangler talk to the XJ show, XJ talk show. Yeah. Well, it's all about Jeeps and, uh, Josh and, uh, Josh and I just happen to have, uh, uh, Cherokees and, uh, you know, uh, I personally, uh, love the Wrangler. Uh, Wrangler was the first oh, yeah. Jeep that I was planning on getting. And, uh, if it hadn't been for our two little girls at the time, that's what we would have had, but we have one now, but the, uh, my wife gets to drive that one. Uh, I could drive it, I guess, anytime I want to, but you know, it's her vehicle. I like leaving it for her to drive. And, uh, I, I have a tendency to drive a little, uh, drive the vehicles a little harder than what she does. Uh, so it's good to have <laughs> a lot one. of guys are that way. Yeah. It's good to have <laughs> yeah. one fully functional vehicle at all times. <laughs> It'll last yeah, longer absolutely. now. <laughs> yes. Well, yours may not last so long. You taken, uh, taken Tammy is taking hers off road. Tammy's a brand new Jeeper, really just a couple of years. And, uh, uh, she's the, uh, the off-roader in the family. In fact, I think it's only been recently that, uh, your kids have gone off-roading with you. Yeah. Just once each of them. So 
It's it's not as cool going with mom, I think, as it would be going with dad. I don't know. I think it's cooler. I think this the whole idea. You know, you, I could really get behind that uh, as a as a kid, especially a sixteen year old. Uh, soon there would be here. You would hear of fights about. Uh, well, she said the, the yeah. She said he said something bad about my mom driving off road, and I had to straighten him out. So uh, I'm sure yes. those I'm sure those things will change, especially as you do more modifications to your Jeep. It was funny because I was picking them up from school and um, some girls were walking home, which who I've known since they were like little babies. And I said, do you guys want to ride? And one of the girls hopped in the Jeep and she's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I looked over at my son and hit him on the arm and I said, see, I told you. <laughs> That's a mom thing. You should never do that. You do that after the, <laughs> after the girl gets out of the Jeep. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to some of our, uh, well, a voicemail from uh, Nikki G. We always love those. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh want to uh, officially... Congratulate Tammy and welcome her to the team. Uh, I promise I will not force you to fill out a restraining order. And I'd like to thank you, Tony, for um, mentioning my YouTube video that I posted of me goofing around on work. I I had to take it down because apparently I I filled out a non-disclosure form. And uh, (laughs) when management got on me and I had to go through arbitration with it, and if I had my union representative recommended that I take it down, but it's all over now. So if I get to a computer, I'll put it back up. And I uh, just want to remind everybody, no matter how bad of a job you think you have, the worst job on this planet is my union representative. Can you imagine going every week and defending me? And I'll tell you, 18 years that I've been a union member, I have never once called in sick to work. I called out because I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> I have missed work because I was a Valid key excuse. witness in the federal investigation, which I can't <laughs> mention for national security. Yes. <laughs> and I've missed work because a tornado lifted my house off its foundation and uh, set it somewhere where I didn't know where I was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I make some guys work for their dues. <laughs> and uh, someday we'll, we'll have to go in detail all about it. I guess that's not really Jeep-related. <clears throat> so I guess uh, Denver D1 is probably dialing right now. <laughs> and, uh, well, and I guess I can't call you guys guys anymore since uh, Tammy's on the team. But uh, due to her Northeast heritage, I'll uh, refer to you as use guys. So uh, use guys, uh, have a good one. And I'll catch you later. Bye. I wish we could get uh, Nikki G on the show live. I think he works at about fun. this time, though. I think he's... Yeah. Uh, a uh, a second shift uh, person, and if for well, you guys, guys would, for you guys that are not aware, uh, Nikki G moves commercial planes around at the airport. So the video he was talking about, if you hadn't seen some of the little uh, clips that we had been using uh, from his long video that he had posted on uh, YouTube, he's basically doing all these shenanigans on this commercial uh, aircraft, empty. It's just it's just Nikki G and a large commercial aircraft, and the hilarity uh, ensues. I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say, if people would like to leave a message like Nikki G does every week, you can call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102. And that is just a voicemail line, meaning nobody's going to answer that except for our answering machine, which you can talk to all night long if you want. Well, and drunk or sober. At three-minute intervals. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you have about three minutes uh, of, uh, of time to, to leave a message. And you can also use SpeakPipe, which is on the XJ Talk Show website. And, uh, I think that one's about a minute and a half. Again, uh, uh, Nikki G, uh, pressing the limits of the timer. He's actually the one that told us it's about a minute and a half for the, the speak pipe. So, uh, <laughs> your mileage may vary. So now let's get over to some YouTube love. Oh yeah. Well guys, we've been saying for a while now, we are somewhere between 800 and a thousand subscribers. I'm not going to give specifics, but it's going to be up to you to get those numbers up over that hump. And we're well knocking on the door of about a quarter million views. So definitely keep up the work guys, new content getting thrown up all the time. And there's some interesting stuff over there. So by all means, if you haven't subscribed yet, do so right now. And we uh, pull four names out of the hat each and every week of our subscribers. And we'd like to just give them a little bit of a shout out to say thank you. First on the list tonight, Tony, who do we got? Yankee Zulu 777. And uh, we got a JZPR or Jizzper 1981. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott E. Gibson. Oh, that's a good one right there. And uh, I'm going to guess Renee Guigenard. It's a Guigenard. Guigenard. No, I can't say it. It's uh, one of the first uh, members on xjtalk.com. Uh, oh, man, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, it's foreign, so we don't care. Anyway, you didn't call it. It's, uh, it's actually Rini. Not true. <laughs> it's actually his we first care. name. Is, his, well, his, his first name is Rini. I called him uh, Renee, and uh, uh, I called him Renee about ten times at an outing, and he, he corrected me uh, while we were videotaping. So, well, Rini, I'm sorry for butchering your name, but that's what I do here best on our little YouTube subscriber segment, and uh, well, that's half the fun. Gaganard, <laughs> Gaganard, Gaganard. He actually, there's actually a picture up on XJ Talk where his Jeep is laid over on its side. He was going oh. over, he was going over a hill, and it did no damage because it was just kind of a slow roll, uh, and he's standing next to it with going. Eh! <laughs> with his hands in the air so yeah you have to, that's a it's a those are some old posts now, uh, we recently uh, celebrated uh, our sixth anniversary of continuous operation over at xjtalk.com so i mean it doesn't really you know it doesn't really yeah it doesn't really compare uh to uh naxja or uh, some of the other jeep forums that have been, been around since uh, the birth of the internet or or al gore's birth then the internet spontaneously combusted after that uh, well, but, Tony, we all know it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean or something like that. Do we all know that? I'm, that's my story. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. All right, then. Hey, folks. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Pops Boys Horror House. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show with Tony and Josh. Cheers! You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4. Radio Network Podcast. Tell you guys real quick about the Four by Four Radio Network podcast. We haven't mentioned that in a while. Just kind of take it, taking it for granted, and uh, soon divorce papers will be filed. So uh, I want to mention that uh, the Four by Four Radio podcast is a collection of Four by Four podcasts. We only have uh, two currently, but they're two great shows. It's the XJ Talk Show and the Four by Four podcast, and uh, we are uh, talking to several other Four by Four shows podcasts that will be. Uh, joining that network, hopefully. So you can go over to uh, 4x4 
radionetwork.com and uh, you'll see that there's actually a little uh, player and you can sit there and press play and listen to all the XJ Talk Show episodes and uh, interspersed in uh, in between there are the uh, 4x4 podcast uh, episodes. So you can just sit there and do stuff on your computer. Well, let's just say it. Surf the porn and listen to everything about <laughs> four-wheel drives at the same time. Unless you're a woman, but you can surf porn if you're a woman, I guess. Boy, there's a combination. <laughs> porn and Jeeps. and Well, Jeep porn, if you will. This is Steve, 4.3 LXJ, with a quick Jeep tip. Always carry your cell phone. Sometimes you'll be in areas where you can't uh, have cell reception, but a lot of times if you're down in the valley or anything, even in remote areas, you can hike to the top of a mountain and use your cell phone to call for help because at the tops of mountains there's usually some kind of cell coverage. I would say that's a, that's probably true, and uh, I I don't know, can't imagine going anywhere without a cell phone. Can you, Josh? Yeah, no, I've uh, I, I think in well, let's see, I've had my Galaxy S five now for about a year or so, and I have only forgotten it at home once. And good oh, golly, gee. I felt naked. That was like yeah. uh, forgetting to put on deodorant or putting on pants. Worse, yes. I, I would think. I can I can yes. walk out the house without pants. I might get tackled eventually, but <laughs> probably arrested. But uh, but no, I can live with that without my cell phone. Man, I did. There's yeah, just no. I'm 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 fully addicted. <laughs> so uh, thinking of something that's completely inappropriate that I'm not going to say. So well, speaking of addictions, <laughs> so we've got a segment uh, here that you guys are soon going to be addicted to. It's Wrangler Talk with Jeep Mama. Yes, yes. So let's get with uh, Jeep Mama and see what's going on in the Wrangler world. Well, Tony and Josh, I discovered a little Wrangler secret last week I didn't know about. And I also learned um, a new skill um, when I was wiring up my LED lights. So um, I'll get to the little secret and the new skill here in a minute. But first, did you know there are so many options out there when it comes to placing off-road lights on your Jeep, at least on the Wrangler anyway? I can't speak for other Jeeps. Um, I just, I had no idea. So yeah, you guys probably knew that, but um, I didn't. So anyway, I received a pair of Raxium 3-inch LED lights from Extreme Terrain. And most folks would place the lights on the front bumper. And as with anything I do, I posed the question to the Jeep community on my blog. And I was struggling with the decision on where I wanted to put these lights because I did not want to drill holes in my bumper to hide the wires. And I didn't want to use zip ties to um, secure the wires down on the bumper. So ultimately, I went with the A-pillars. The A-pillar idea actually was the minority of the votes. Um, and most people said that I should put them on the front bumper right over where the winch would go. But um, also some people suggested the rear, which I thought, gosh, that's a good idea. So I think that's going to be my next, where I'm going to put my next set of lights. But anyway, so um, I installed them on my A-pillars because hiding the wires was easy. And um, I liked the look of these lights up on my windshield. Um, and the light install and wiring did intimidate me, but I was using a wire kit. And once I started wiring them up with the wiring kit, it made it so much easier. Um, the light install was super easy. Um, normally, Jeep modifications and installs don't always need to be so complicated. I seem to get a little overwhelmed at the thought of modifying my Jeep. But truthfully, a lot of the changes are quite simple. Um, with just a few tools and a little patience on my part. And I just need to remember to take a deep breath. And there's that 
Jeep community out there that's always there to help me through these changes. Um, one thing I had a hard time finding was the firewall hole to get the light switch into the interior of my Jeep. Now, this is something that I looked and looked and looked and I couldn't find it. And finally, I you know went to the Jeep community on the forums and I asked, hey, where's this firewall hole? And immediately I got my answer. So this is the little Wrangler secret that I um, was told about. And actually, there's two of these holes in my Rubicon. One is on the passenger side. All I had to do was remove the side panel of my dash. And there it was. I mean, who knew? Um, you guys probably did, but um, I didn't. But I do now. So anyway, on the driver's side, there's a little rubber grommet hole in the engine compartment that comes out under the steering wheel, I believe. I haven't been able to check out where it does come out. Um, but I'm glad I got to know this cool little secret. And I made an install video, and it's on YouTube, and it includes my first wiring attempt. Um, it was pointed out that I connected the wires wrong. So um, here's how it worked. I needed some extra wiring to connect the two lights together and then hook the lights to the wiring kit. Um, and when I connected these wires together, I used wiring, um, the wire nuts like you would use in a home. Um, the advice I received was to solder the wires together, then heat shrink, shrink them. And some folks suggested liquid tape and a vinyl electrical tape. And once again, I was overwhelmed with this whole soldering idea, and I was ready to take my Jeep to the mechanic um, to finish it. So instead, I did some research, um, watched some videos on soldering, and I practiced a few times. And I found out it's actually very simple once you understand the reasoning behind it. So I soldered the wires together. And then I think I may have gone just a tad overboard because after I soldered them, I heat shrunk them. Then I put the liquid tape on and then I use the electrical oh. tape to <laughs> hook the wires together. So my, my wires are, are pretty secure. Um, <laughs> I also had to do this with the switch wire because when I put it through the firewall hole, I had to cut it because the, um, the switch was a little too big for the hole. Um, so I think maybe next time I would put it through the driver's side hole because it seems to be a little bigger. And I'm really enjoying adding these aftermarket items to my Jeep. It's a huge sense of accomplishment for me that I can do this stuff myself. And I feel like starting out with these little changes, maybe someday I can do the bigger modifications. Although the idea of lifting, changing the suspension or adding bigger tires kind of that intimidates me still. Um, but right now it's baby steps. Plus, I want to come become more proficient with my off-roading um, and crawling over the rocks um, while I'm still stuck. So um, a lift is in my future. It's just not in the really near future. And don't forget, you can follow my story on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. I also am on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Google+. And all my social media names are, um, you can find out on my um, blog page. Just click on the social media at the top of the page. And later on in the show, I'm going to review these lights I installed and let you know what I think about the look, the install, and how effective the lights are. Good. No, be looking forward to that, Tammy. And thank you very much for that. Yeah, electrical installations can be tricky if you've never done anything like that before. Obviously, the wiring kits probably came with some instructions and gave you a brief idea 
of what you what kind of what you were trying to do and accomplish and all that, but it's very easy to get things mixed up if you don't have a background in electronics or have never done any kind of electrical installation before. Uh, you know, I come from a background of uh, nearly a decade of mobile electronics installation, and, and I hold high-level certifications and stuff. And and so all this stuff is like you know very very uh, you know I could do it in my sleep sort of thing. And so Basic, it's it's yeah. very. Well, yeah, and so you know, I, but it's it's encouraging to to see others trying it for themselves um, and not being afraid to just dive in and get to work with it. And you know, that's why you know people like myself and and other professionals who are on XJ Talk are out there to help you guys out to help give people advice who haven't done that stuff before. You know, we've all done that a million times over. Not we all, but guys like me and and others. Um, you know, we'd love to share our advice and our skill set and, and everything else to help you upgrade your Jeep and we'll take it to the next level. And I thought I'd just mention real quick, Tammy, uh, I think you will find whenever you ask somebody's opinion that, uh, and I'm guilty of this too, uh, that quite often the, uh, <laughs> the difference between how I did it and how I would have done it in a perfect world comes out in the advice. Uh, sometimes I think that, uh, the, the, uh, advice that's given is, is sometimes given just to prove how smart the person is. Um, there's probably very few people that actually, uh, twist the, the wires properly, uh, cause there's a whole way of doing the wires. You strip them and then twist them. So it's nice. And I think, which is, which is the way I think you did it where you wrap yep. it on, on both ends and then you have to remember to get the heat shrink tubing over the wire before you connect it, before you solder it, because then you're looking at <laughs> yeah. it and going, damn. And then you break out. How do out. you get this on? Yeah. And then you have to break out the electrical tape and put that on there. So just going back to the first thing that you had done with the wire nuts, perfectly fine. All you need to do is make an electrical connection. This isn't warp technology. <laughs> this isn't, you know, you're not going to be out in space stranded because a, a light connection didn't work. So, right. I mean, the worst case is, is that, you know, something happens where it's a short or one light goes out uh, and it's, and it's LED technology. So it's not going to burn out. It's just not going to, well, come. that was my fear. And my husband's like, it's not going to no, catch no. on fire, no, no. Like, but my luck, it will. Well, th and that is a good point. Uh, and I th I'm sure the kit was fused and you do want to make sure that you fuse any, yeah. uh, any connections because you do not want to have a fire because uh, once there is a short uh, that uh, wire will become like a, a filament inside of a, a light a light bulb. It will give off lots of light and lots of heat right before it breaks. And, it, and it, usually some smoke too. Yeah, and uh, luckily, if you're lucky, uh, all it does is make a nice little uh, crispy critter uh, and, and doesn't actually start a fire in the Jeep. So you do want to be careful. But with that said, I've been wiring stuff up since, well, before I was 16, and nothing ever caught fire. Nothing ever burned to the ground, and I've done things that were just horrible. I mean, I saw one Jeeper using uh, electrical cord to connect, uh, run 12-volt stuff through, which was probably overkill, but just looking up underneath the dash and seeing uh, the kind of wire that you'd see on the back of a lamp was uh, surprising to see. But anyway, I, I just thought I'd throw that in there, that uh, there's many ways of, of accomplishing the same thing, and I think the fear comes in uh, – Will I get into a situation where I will not be able to accomplish this? Fix it. If I, if I don't do it right, will I be able to fix it? And, and will somebody else have to fix it for me? And once you get over that, where you know that you can fix it every time, even if you screw it up, you can fix it. I think that's where the confidence comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I had a good time doing it and I'm looking forward to my next set of lights. 
This is John, pre-runner 1982, with a Radio Comtech Quick Tip. When installing your CB antenna, make sure the nylon washer is on top of the mount to isolate the antenna from the mount. When working with somebody that has a high SWR issue, this is usually one of the first things that I ask about. So we do the reviews here from time to time, and uh, of course we had one uh, here recently. Uh, did not get one uh, for this, a new one for this show, but we do like to scroll back, uh, so to speak, and uh, pull out some of the past ones. If you'd like to leave us an iTunes review, please go over to iTunes and find XJ Talk Show, which you probably already know where it is uh, anyway if you're listening, but uh, uh, you can listen to us on iTunes or subscribe to us on iTunes and get every episode. But anyway, go over there, give us a five-star review. And, uh, well, this one just uh, scrolled up from uh, uh, January 24th of 2014. Pleasant surprise uh, by another K2. Is that right? Another, another K2. And uh, five stars, I said. I currently, uh, I currently drive a 99 Cherokee and love it. Uh, it's a do-it-all vehicle. Did random iTunes search for XJ and found your show one night. Downloaded about six episodes and listened to them all day at work. Makes a great uh, makes the day go by faster. I'm happy to hear all the bashing of the towards the the uh, the new Cherokee. Keep up the great work. Well, we really appreciate that, and we're trying to dial back the bashing a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, we're doing our best. <laughs> it's just. It's hard to hard not to bash uh, the the redheaded stepchild. Although if it was redheaded, I'd probably like it better. <laughs> Hola. Wait, who are you, and what have you done with my friend? <laughs> I was gonna say, was that you, or was that part of the audio track? You know, it's actually uh, Hola, because it's H O L A. Well, as long as you don't don't break out the grass skirt and the coconuts and start doing a hula, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Now you said you liked the coconuts, but it made, <laughs> it made your mouth itchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, Some people are allergic to coconuts. Tammy, give me a break. <laughs> I do happen to really like coconut, but oh, that's a whole other podcast. Did you know coconut milk? Uh, coconut, yeah, coconut milk is a natural diuretic. Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. If you're ever stranded, nutrition tip for the day. If you're ever stranded on a a deserted island or a dessert island, as I like to say, uh, Mm. and and all you have is coconuts, you will be getting uh, jet propelled uh, fairly soon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's up? Uh, well, I, look, I, I've, there's a laundry list of things that I've got to do to my Jeep here. Um, and, and one of them that I've been contemplating doing for a while was a WJ knuckle swap. You need to wash and, it. You know, well, yeah, I got to <laughs> do that too one of these days. But uh, yeah. but no, first I, I got to get it back uh, back up and, and, and on the road and everything. And now I'm, right now I've got an axle shaft that I've got to replace as well. Um, broke another U-joint and uh, and destroyed the ears of the uh, passenger side shaft. So that is out of the Jeep right now, and there's a rag stuffed in the axle tube. Now, I'm not driving. It's not my daily driver. It's just a weekend uh, weekend warrior. So it's not a big deal. And, of course, it sits in the garage most of the time anyway. So um, and, and our wheeling season really hasn't opened up yet. We don't really start getting things going until about May. It's still pretty dang soggy up and around here. And I'm not a huge fan of mud to begin with. Granted, I, you know, I get into it every now and again, and of course the Jeep does get dirty, and I don't mind it, but I would rather prefer the rocks over the mud any, any day of the week. But that being said, um, I'm getting to the point where I'm tired of throwing money at my Dana 30. And as much as I've done to it, 
to, to beef it up and, and to build it up and everything like that. You know, I kind of look back and wish in retrospect that I would have gone a different direction. Now, my high opinion Dana 30 has done very well. I have abused the living you-know-what out of it, and the axle shafts have taken their toll. Um, usually, they're the weakest link and end up, uh, end up you know, is what breaks on the trailer or what have you. So, um, I haven't upgraded to chromoly shafts yet because I figured, okay, if I'm going to be spending 400 bucks on an axle shaft kit, why don't I just spend that kind of money on building up a Dana 44? Now, with that, that comes a lot of a lot of other things that I have to take into consideration. Um, least of which is, well, now I got to buy new wheels because a Dana 44 typically doesn't come in a four by or a five by four and a half inch lug set. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I've been looking at for the Dana 44. What it's going to cost, what I'm going to be looking at to get into, and what I need to know. And I'm going to share my research with you guys and what I know about the Dana 44s and what it's going to take to put those into a Jeep really quick. Let me let me um, ask you real quick: Are the Dana yeah, 44 you're means. talking about? Are you talking about one of the the Jeep Cherokee? Uh, uh, no, 44s? This is for the front. This is gonna be for the front axle. When I said, you know, the Dana 30. That, that's the front axle. No, so I understand they, that, but they did have a Dana 44 for the Cherokee. Yeah, Jeep did have a Dana 44 for the rear, and that was typically in the earlier model XJs, uh, not the Renix ones. They usually, uh, I had I haven't seen them too much in the Renix ones, anyways. But uh, but typically the uh, the later model XJs before '97. The most common years I've seen is '94 to '96, and and. Uh, uh, even some 92s in there. I've I've seen a couple of them in the so junkyards. So it wasn't the now. 84s that the, some of them came with the front Dana 44s. That's what, that's why I've never I was, seen a that's front why Dana I was asking. 44 on a Cherokee. Yeah, that's why I was asking. I, I was wondering if you were going trying to go find one a rare Cherokee Dana 44, or if you were uh, going yeah, to have to modify the only the only Cherokee 44 that I know of is the rear axle. Okay. I don't believe that, that, that the Cherokees ever came. No, not that I've not that I know of. It's always been the Dana 30. Okay. Um, but, uh, so the Dana 44 swap now, look, I, I could go out and do almost a direct swap by getting one out of a, uh, um, out of a Rubicon or something like that. But I'm going to be spending starting about a thousand dollars and easily can go into the 12 or $1,600 range to get a complete working axle, um, out of a, out of a Rubicon. Um, and that would for all intents and purposes, bolt right up, uh, with some minor, minor changes, of course. Um, but I, you know, I don't really want to spend that kind of money. <laughs> One, I don't have that kind of money. So what I'd be looking at is I'm um, getting an axle out of a 76 or 77 Ford F-150. I'd be looking for one that comes with disc brakes and the radius arm wedges that can easily be cut off. Now the 78 and up axles from the F-150s, which are very common, are cast from the diff to the C's, which make grinding, cutting, and welding a lot more difficult. So yes, it will work. Um, but you know, it's going to be a lot more work to narrow it up. And the reason why you're going to have to narrow that, uh, that, uh, uh, that 44 is because the wheel mounting surface to wheel mounting surface is about 76 inches. And unless you're going to be running full width axles front and rear, well, that's going to look really weird, um, matched up to the, the rear, which is substantially shorter. So you want to be looking for a high pinion, not the low pinion. The low pinion axles are stronger in reverse than they are in forward. And I don't know about you, but I do most of my wheeling going forward. Uh, the Chevy Blazer uh, 44s come with a flat top knuckle, uh, but they are typically low pinion though. So the flat top knuckles are very popular for a high steer conversion. Um, but either way, it's going to have to be narrowed, and that can run you anywhere from about two to four hundred dollars, depending on where you go, unless you do it yourself. And it's easy to do if you've got some uh, some fabrication skills. Uh, they've covered that process on Extreme Four x Four during the uh, the Power Block TV episodes. You guys can check that out as well. 
Now, these 44s can't accept RCV axles, which are known to be the strongest in the industry, and the ring and pinion can be swapped out from a Dana 50, giving it the strength of about a, just about a strength of a Dana 60, but with way more clearance. And of course, you know, with the uh, drilled and tapped knuckles, true high steer, and a lot more strength, not to mention uh, more splines on the axle shafts and larger axle shafts to begin with, well, it just makes sense, you know, why a 44 is a good option. The problem is, is that you are going to spend a fair amount of money. Now, all the money and time and expense that I have put into my Dana 30, I could have had a fairly well-built 44 with spare shafts under there by now. And that's, that's where the whole, you know, thing comes in. A lot of people say, you know, it's the, it's the Dana 30, you know, or you hear about the Dana 35, you know, for the rear. The Dana 30 really is a good axle. And if you're running 33s or less, it is all the axle you will ever need. Now, I wheel hard. I get into some big rocks. and I do a lot of rock crawling. So I put my Jeep through its paces. And that Dana 30 gets abused more so than just about any other out there that, with that kind of combination. I'm also locked up front with a, uh, with a Spartan locker. And that makes things, uh, well, just a little bit more stressful on the axle and its components into itself. So this is why I'm trying to think about whether or not I'm going to go with a 44 or if I just want to keep building up the 33 because I'm still another year or two out uh, before I'm swapping into 35-inch tires and going up and lift and everything else. So, you know, that's it's just like, well, do I want to keep messing around with this 30 and then have a really, really good Dana 30 when it's all said and done? Or do I want to start over and start looking at a 44? So those are my options right now. That's where it's at. That's what I know. Now, there is a ton of aftermarket support for the 44s out there. So it's a, it's a no-brainer when it comes to uh, you know support and getting things for it. Just a matter of uh, you know finding the cost, finding the deal. And if you guys are looking for a deal on an axle, you do not want to pay more than about $200 for a 44 out of the junkyard or for somebody on Craigslist. Hey, I have option three for you. <laughs> I'm all ears. I know what's coming. Uh-huh. Just do what I did. Just buy a Wrangler. Just, yeah. Just get a Rubicon. Then you have the 44 <laughs> in there. Peace and the, the, the world will be accomplished by yeah. everybody buying a Wrangler. Now I would go I I would go with a 44 if I were you, Josh. Yeah, there's yeah, just so much work involved in that. Uh, I mean, Josh does a lot of rocks, and he beats the hell out of that. Uh, if you've ever seen any of his videos, he never goes slow with the, over the rocks either. So something. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, something something well, like that is something. <laughs> uh, the videos that I saw, anyway. Uh, so something like that is probably a, a good buy for uh, for Josh. Although, I've been warned by more than one person that the axles uh, for a Dana 44 are super super high and uh since mine's a daily driver uh the the thing you know i'm gonna put a locker in mine i'm sticking with the dana 30 uh i don't blame you josh as far as you, you keep breaking those ears uh you know throwing uh, u-joints out of those axles uh but <clears throat> frankly uh I'd, I'd go with alloy axles and, and see what those do for you because it's you know well, that's, it's 400 either, bucks and either way and regardless i'm gonna you can be always doing sell full circle clips yeah yeah i mean that's that's true yeah i mean i can always well i'm not gonna say always recoup all of my money but i can certainly a get a, a decent amount of cash on a well-built 30 that is a direct bolt in into a tj or to or into an xj or something like that there will be somebody out there that's looking for for an axle swap so um, and then that would be an attractive one, especially when it's, you know, locked and built up and everything. Now it's gusted and everything else. Um, but yeah, so some alloy shafts and some full circle clips and who knows that might be good enough for now. 
So, you know, that's it's definitely well, I would swing my options right now, and I figured I'd share with you guys. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's, it's great to know, even if you're just thinking about it. Uh, but uh, realistically, uh, do you have one? Uh, are they? Are the? I don't want to say have one lined up because there's there's money involved. No, in that I've just been doing research and and kind of pricing out what people are asking for. And typically out here, what I'm seeing is about three to four hundred dollars, um, and that's what I'm seeing on Craigslist. Now I've got connections in junkyards and, and stuff like that, and I haven't actually you know gone out and pressed the flesh as it were uh, to find out what kind of deals that I can get. But uh, just kind of like what fair market value is for my area out here. It's I'm seeing about three to four hundred dollars, depending. And, and, but you uh, and, are seeing them. I mean, you you feel confident oh yeah, that no, you want to go buy one. Ton. Out here in the Portland metro area, there is literally a ton of 44s on Craigslist right now. I think I had like 300 results when I typed in Dana wow. 44 in Craigslist. So, yeah, but they're yeah, not, not all. Not all of them. Not all of them are relevant. But just to right. give you an idea, out of those 300, easily half of them were were you know reasonable. You know, okay, well, that's an option. Now, it's not, there was only a few that really matched the criteria that I was looking for. And that's yeah, that 76 some of them to are going to be passenger side diff. Some are going to be, yeah, some of them are going to be driver side diff. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things you're looking at there. Right. But, but at least that was my question was that at least realistically you could find one. Um, oh, yeah. Easily. So, so I'm thinking if you put a truss on the, the Dana 30 and chrome Molly axles, if nothing else, you got something that you can sell uh, that, mm -hmm. that looks really cool. And you go through a step. Uh, you go through the step of the Dana 30 and seeing what it's capable of. I don't think I don't think anybody considers uh, a Dana 30 uh, uh, upgrading a Dana 30 polishing a turd. Now, if you do it to a Dana 35, which people are successful with Dana 35s. I mean, Steve 4.3 LXJ that we always turn to for uh, technical information. He that's what he's got on his. Now he does have a Chrysler 8.25 in the garage, <laughs> being ready uh, ready to be put in. But uh, so uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yours is strictly an off road vehicle. I I, uh, I know your significant other was driving the the Jeep there uh, around. I guess she has uh, stopped doing that, uh, especially with the uh, the current condition that it's in. Yeah, no, we've we've got another car uh, for her daily driver now as well, and so okay. the Jeep is is since fall has really been um, you know strictly now retired as toy status. Now it, I I try and keep it in a position to where if the S hits the fan, yeah. we can jump in the Jeep and and bounce out and you know pack something up in the rear and and get out of Dodge if we have to. Now, I've got some big stuff coming up where, you know, I'm going to be doing some serious motor work and, and whatnot where that's not going to be the case anymore. Uh, and I get a little uncomfortable with that. I don't like yeah. doing engine teardowns and, you know, axle removals and having the Jeep up on blocks and stuff like that because, uh, you know, there's a, I do a lot of work in my garage on other people's vehicles. And, and so it's, it comes to a point where, you know, yeah, my Jeep has pretty much not seen a whole lot of road or wheeling use since about November. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where I really don't want to have the Jeep just tied up in the garage for three or four months at a time while I'm doing a major conversion on it with something. Uh, you know, I want to be able to pull it out and get something else in if I need to work on a buddy's rig or something like that. So, Yeah, I know it's been seeing a lot of garage time uh, lately. When I say garage time, I don't mean work on it. I mean just sitting in there. So uh, that's mm -hmm. got to bother you. I know exactly what you mean as far as it being down now. Mine is generally never down. It's got modifications waiting, but since mine's mm -hmm. a daily daily driver, it, it it gets from point A to point B. But I do need to uh, uh, pull out that front drive shaft and replace all the U joints and that little I don't know what do you call it the little ball thing. 
I actually got a new one of those too. So I'm going to be doing a, oh. a, a full rebuild on that. And oh, very uh, nice. yeah, I think, uh, I think that'll work out, but it, it I agree. It's always concerning whenever you have a, a go anywhere vehicle and it can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I want to know what is happening in the life of Purple and Tammy's yes. Jeep. Tammy, what have you done recently? Well, I finally um, replaced my D-rings, and I decided so no one would steal them. And yes, I honestly believe it, <laughs> the one was stolen. It didn't rattle off. Um, I, I mean, I go to the grocery store and to school, so it's not like I'm doing a whole lot of driving. But anyway, I... Got my D-rings painted plum crazy purple to match my my um, grill inserts. So I figure not many people are going to want purple D-rings. So I'm actually, um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I was missing that one because I've seen some rust in the, the toe hook, um, the holes where the, the D-rings go in. So now I've been getting that rid of that rust um, and I will be putting them on tomorrow and I'll have the purple D-rings. And as a matter of fact, next week I have something else that's purple. It was a, a gift from a, a, a follower who's in California and he sent me, he thought I would like it. So um, I'll tell you guys about that next week in our fireside chat. So I gotta oh, ask. Such a tease. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so so I gotta ask. Uh, I, th I think it was before the the show started. You mentioned that you got a high lift jack, and I gave yeah, you a hard, was... and I, I gave you a hard time about well where is it because I know how small the Wranglers are. There's no place to put it unless you've mounted it on someplace. And I haven't right. seen the picture, so I figured it was in the garage, which it was. But uh, have you have you thought about painting the high lift jack because you're going to be mounting it outside which I, i've understood is not a great place to mount a high lift because they they're they're dangerous if they're well maintained at best <laughs> whenever right. they're putting the um, elements repeatedly but I'm, I'm thinking a nice purple high lift jack would look very that's, nice that's a good idea <laughs> um i haven't really first i want to learn how to use it i don't um because i hear very they're pretty dangerous yeah um yes. the person yeah. who sent the Jack to me suggested that I, I can put it under, it, sh it fits underneath the passenger seats of the Wrangler. So oh, I'm going to nice. test that out and you can bungee it, um, to the seats and stuff. So, um, I'll have to do a little research to see what I want to do with that. Well, I'm glad you there mentioned a ton. There are a ton of aftermarket options out there for high lift mounting, um, uh, mounting, uh, components for high lift jacks and a Wrangler. I mean, anything from uh, roll bar mounts to, uh, seat bolt mounts to uh, well, we'll get into another product uh, product here in the Amazon segment coming up. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, bungee cord because you definitely, definitely want to make sure that in any four wheel drive that you take any large hunks of metal and tie them down because you well, never know heavy or loose. Really, yeah. Well, in this case, the the heavy metal of the uh, the high jack because you don't know when you're going to roll over and mm -hmm. you don't want the the first thought uh, going through your head to be, is that a high lift jack going through my head? Uh, because they will find the worst place to go. So yeah, you definitely want to put them uh, where they're, where it'd be nice and secure uh, or outside. So, uh, you know, either way, uh, it just, uh, I think they look kind of cool. And if you, of course, if you paint it purple, it would kind of, it would look kind of nice mounted to the cool. hood. Yeah. Someone else suggested when I get a winch, if I get a winch to paint that purple or find a purple one too. I think that's going too far. 
All right. Well, I don't have anything to report other than I've just been driving mine back and forth to work every day and uh, uh, just no more hit and runs. um, Amazing people. Now, I I did actually uh, schedule the inspection, uh, damage inspection. And believe it or not, I guess after reviewing the video that I had put up on YouTube uh, for Geico reviewing that video for gosh, a week or two weeks uh, before they got back with me, they uh, they sent me an email saying, yeah, we think it was not your fault. <laughs> and would you like to schedule a uh, a review of your damages? So uh, apparently they've got a lot of hit and run uh, insurees because uh, the first appointment I could get, at least for a Saturday, was April the 4th. So I'll be, oh, wow. yeah, so I'll be taking it down to uh, someplace that's about two miles away from here, uh, thankfully. Uh, on a Saturday morning around 11, because you know I don't want to get up early, and uh, they'll uh, they'll look at the tire, and I'll I'll tell them about the uh, the wheel bearing assembly and the uh, uh, synergy uh, uh, ball joints that I have on there, and, I, and 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 everything seems to be fine, but I don't know what damage may have been done with these yeah. other components because that yeah. was a that was a hit to the side. Well, isn't this an off road device? Isn't this something that you take off road and and uh, beat to beat to hell anyway? Uh, well, that's not the point. <laughs> right. So I was hit. So who knows what damage was was incurred? So I'm I'm not really uh, I'm not really that concerned about it. But uh, I'm afraid that what I'm going to basically get is like you know here's here's a hundred bucks for your for your <laughs> your worn tire because it's not a new tire. So you know here's a hundred bucks and I'm going to go. I can't buy a new tire for a hundred dollars. No. And and I can't buy one tire. This is a four wheel drive. You know, I can't you need just, five. I, I can't buy two. <clears throat> I need a minimum of four tires. That's and right. So, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm not that worried about it. Uh, I mainly I would like for somebody to uh, explain to the person that hit me and ran away that they shouldn't do that. That's yeah. wrong. That's yeah. bad. So. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to be reimbursed for the tire damage that I had. And, and uh, as uh, as a friend of mine was, was telling me, I need to examine that uh, uh, <clears throat> bushwhacker flare that I have on that side very carefully and make sure there was no contact. I don't think there was, but I do need to examine it very carefully to make sure that that's not uh, damaged as well before I go to that uh, that meeting. Indeed. Um. Real quick, I just, the boys in the chat room, yes, I know they're shackles. I just keep calling them D-rings for some reason. They're, they're D-rings, damn it. And that's the way you, that's what you I should know. call them. <laughs> they are in the shape of a D. No, I think that they, you can go back and forth with either one of those. Uh, I call them D-rings because that's what I call them. What do you call them, Josh? Both. Yeah. I call them a D-ring shackle. <laughs> <laughs> Straddling uh, defense will send you to hell, my friend. <laughs> did you ever hear that in, in uh, sunday school uh you can't no. straddle you can't straddle the fence it'll poke you in the bass now they never said that uh that was me doodling okay so uh i think that's uh, enough of that and uh let's uh put out the campfire and uh put smoky bear to bed this is steve 4.3 lxj with a quick jeep tip always carry proper foot gear and by proper foot gear i mean if you have to walk, you better have some boots or something on because uh, those bedroom slippers or flip-flops you <laughs> might be wearing aren't going to cut it. And if you're in a situation where you have to walk or if you have to get out and pull winch line or anything like that, you want to have the right kind of 
shoes or boots on your feet so that you don't injure yourself or later on just plain wish you hadn't done that. Yeah, that's funny because uh, we were talking about Rini earlier today and it, that reminded me uh, the, the few times that I've been off-road, one of the times I, I went, actually a couple of times, Rini uh, was out there with us and he always wore Crocs. <laughs> oh, him, so bad. He'd see him flopping around in those Crocs Pulling, uh, pulling winch cable, uh, trudging through water. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was horrible. And you know, uh, but you know, he still got all his uh, little toes. So I guess he's doing all right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of things that are all right, we've got a product review coming from the one and only Jeep mama. Yeah. Tammy, what do you got this week? Actually, I thought I'd well, mention uh, Tammy has oh. uh, is, is talking about getting these things uh, from uh, from you fine folks out there. You get, just keep sending them in because we're going to have this reviews segment. So keep san- sending uh, Tammy stuff so she can review and she's going to be mention- uh, mentioning your product and your name. And if it's a bad product, don't send it to her because she'll, <laughs> she, she will let you know it's a bad product. Right, Tammy? Yeah. And yes, all of, of her followers on her blog and, of course, all of her fans here on the show as well. A lot of exposure uh, and a lot of great opportunity to get your product and your name out there with a review from Jeep Mama. Um, well, today I'm going to review my Raxium LED 3-inch lights that I got from Extreme Terrain. Um, they're 3-inch square auxiliary LED lights and they're three inches by three inches by three inches. They have a 40 degree flood beam pattern. Um, They have four three watt high intensity LEDs and their output is um, 1254 lumens and their color temperature is 6,000 K and they're in a die cast aluminum housing with polycarbonate lenses the waterproof rating of IP67. It's a universal application with a lifetime limited warranty. First, let's start with the look. Now, I like the look of these lights because of their size. They aren't so big that they overpower the look of the front of my Jeep. Um, They don't make my Jeep look like I'm ready to go coon hunting in the backwoods of West Virginia. And no offense to those coon hunters in West Virginia, but that's just not the look I was going for. I wanted the sleek, subtle look for my Jeep. Now, remember, I put mine up on the A-pillars. And the location of these lights can be placed um, in several places on your Jeep. They're meant for the front bumper. Um, Extreme Terrain sells the barricade front bumper, and you can place them right on top of the the bar. Um, But I decided to put them on the A-pillar up on the windshield. Um, Some people said this would cause some glare on the hood, and I, once I um, tested them, it, the glare wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. And actually, I didn't really think it, there was much of a glare. Um, and I didn't think it was that big of an issue. I call it a reflection more than a glare. Um, but I don't take my um, Jeep. Well, when I take my Jeep off-roading, I'm not going that fast. So the glare really isn't going to be that much of an issue for me. Um, and it definitely, um, I just lost my, my spot here. There I, I go. Okay, The trails I run, I, like I said, I don't go over 25 miles per hour. So I don't think it would be a good idea to use these lights when you're driving down the highway or even in a neighborhood because they're really bright and they could blind an oncoming car. And I know when I'm out driving around and they're, you're coming out upon a car with some bright lights. It's, it can be very distracting. And remember that each state has different laws for lights. Here in Maryland, 
I can only use one of the off-roading lights. So um, it's kind of pointless for me um, to have them both on when I'm out driving because I could get a ticket. Okay, now on to the install. The install of these lights was very simple. There was just a couple of steps um, and the wiring was pretty simple as well with the wiring kit. And you can check out the steps on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. Um, I had the step-by-step -step instructions for mounting and wiring. And I also did an install video and it's on my YouTube channel. You just search the Jeep Mama. And for someone who has never done this sort of install, it's very simple and easy. I just needed to order some A-pillar brackets or A-pillar mounts for the lights. And for the wiring, I used the Lifetime LED switch and wiring kit. Um, and these lights are a great start for the light modifications of your Jeep. They are super bright. I was very surprised at how bright they were. Um, I wasn't expecting them to light up my whole front yard when I did the test. Um, but before I installed it, I didn't think I would care either way if they were bright or not. But now that I see how bright they are, I'm like super excited to be able to use them when I go off-roading. Um, they weren't the top of my priority list, but now I'm glad I have them and they're going to be an added bonus. The wiring kit that I bought for the light or that I got for the lights was the wires, the on-off switch, the relay, the fuse. It was $24. Both the lights you can get for $69.99 at Extreme Terrain. The light mounts were about $35. And I did a quick little search on the internet just a little while ago to compare prices. And these lights are pretty comparable for what you're getting with other lights. Um, there are lots of other styles out there, but I like the square shape because it seems to fit the boxy look of the Wrangler. And I would definitely recommend these to a friend and I give them a five-star rating. Now, Tammy, Very do good. You, Tammy, do you have any, uh, uh, any new uh, LED lights in the future? I mean, are you thinking about uh, more lighting now? Yeah, I definitely, I want the smaller rectangle. Um, I think it's, probably maybe five to seven inches that I want to place on my bumper, which would go right above where a winch would go. And I'm tempted to do, I think it's the 50 inch light bar that goes on your, um, above your windshield. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want, um, two more of these to put in the back of the Jeep. Cause that seems to be a real issue when you're backing up in the dark. Well, I had a friend that actually uh, got, uh, was going down a trail at night alone and got to a point, it was an unknown trail, and got to a point where they had to back up like over a mile. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, I think his father-in-law was with him. He literally had to carry a flashlight and walk behind the, uh, I think the guy had a Toyota or a Nissan. He literally had to walk behind the vehicle and shine the light so this guy could see backing down the trail. So... Don't forget about the well, lights and, in the back, folks, because right. <laughs> you never know. Well, and when you're in a Wrangler, too, the vinyl back window is really, if it gets really dirty, you know, we don't have windshield washer or right. wipers back there to clean it. And it's, it can be very difficult to see. Even driving around the neighborhood and up to the grocery store, it's, it's difficult. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, you don't want to drive with those lights on because you might blind somebody. An another take on this may be, if you have uh, stages of lights, you could actually get into a nice duel with people that want to hit the brights on you because you do yeah. your first stage light, <laughs> then your second stage light, and then the big mama. 
and then would, and then at that, that point they just start swerving back and forth and you can tell uh what religion they are and uh, their future children that's so bright on them so yeah anyway uh yeah don't do that don't be like me kids don't be like me <clears throat> well that's great josh uh, I, I cut you off earlier did you have something you wanted to add no, no, that's uh, we pretty much covered it all. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just glad to hear um, hear the review on those three inch lights. I mean, there are a ton of options out there for LED lights nowadays, and they're actually starting to get pretty dang affordable. So oh, yeah. um, by all means, go check out those Raxium three inch LED lights. Sounds like they're a great option for an A pillar mount. If you guys don't have a light there and you're looking for some more, well, by all means, go and check those out. Yeah, and uh, ExtremeTerrain.com didn't send us the uh, the lights, but they sent it to Tammy, and we really appreciate you guys uh, doing that And because uh, uh, it gives us a little review segment we can do here on the show. So uh, all you guys go over to ExtremeTerrain.com and check out all the goodies they have over there. So now we need to do a little Amazon thing, I think. Amazon.com and the XZ Talk Show present... You bought what? Now I have to ask every time, every stinking time we do this, what is this all about, Josh? <laughs> it's about a lot of fun. We encourage you guys, if you're going to be doing some online shopping, to please head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com and find the Amazon banner right there on the homepage. We encourage you guys to click on that before you do any shopping online. It'll take you straight to amazon.com where you can purchase, well, just about anything under the sun. And, uh, well, we've uh, had some curveballs thrown at us every now and again. You guys do a great job with that. But uh, it's typically Jeep parts, electronics, all kinds of good stuff. Pretty much if you are buying something online, you want to check it out over at Amazon.com. One of the best selections, and, of course, the prices cannot be beat. Head over to Amazon.com and find what you're looking for. But before you do, please click on our banner over at xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. And, uh, well, what happens is Amazon's agreed to give us a small little kickback from your purchase. A great way to help support your favorite off-road podcast. Keeps the lights on at XJ Talk Central. And, of course, well, we get a list of what you guys are buying. Now, we don't get to see who is buying what. All we get to see are, well, the purchases. And, well, we have some fun with it. It's called Amazon You Bought What. Yeah, we, we really enjoy you guys taking the time to go over there and uh, uh, click on our link and then... Uh, Go to Amazon and buy stuff. Now, the cool thing is, is that if you go to a public library and you go to our website and click on the link, if anybody else buys anything from Amazon within 24 hours, we'll get credit for it. So I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm just saying you could do that. <laughs> I'm saying you should do that. By all means, head over to every library within your area and, uh, and yeah, click those oh, buttons. that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, isn't it though? Ah. All righty. So, well, uh, what do we got? Oh, yeah. am I starting? Okay, good. Well, by all means, you got some good stuff tonight, so I want to get into this. All right. Well, this one is a, and I, I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly. It looks like Seeky. It's S-E-I-K-I, 48-inch, 1080p, 60 hertz LED TV. Now, that's something you need to mount on the front of your Jeep. Uh, there you right. go. <laughs> it's got LEDs, right? So uh, this is amazing. Absolutely good amazing. for a tailgate is, party. It would be. This is absolutely amazing. It is a... 48-inch LED TV, and they per this person purchased it from Amazon.com for $389.99. Can you believe? I mean, under $400. This is the neat thing about technology. It gets cheaper mm -hmm. as time goes on. So this thing has a, a refresh rate of 60 hertz. It is a backlit LED full array. I'm not 
sure about the partial arrays. Uh, it uh, has smart functionality? No. So this is just a basic TV. Anything you want to do smart needs to happen external to this. So uh, this thing is just amazing. I mean, it has uh, three HDMI inputs, one USB, and one VGA. Yep, you can use this as a computer monitor, folks. Very Re cool. Really impressed the grandkids. So uh, <laughs> accessories included, remote with batteries. It couldn't be better unless it did Windows. Wash Very windows. interesting. Yeah, well, washing the windows, oh. that is. Wash on, wash off. Well, I love the stuff out of the automotive section, and uh, we I kind of teased this earlier, guys. This is the Jeep Wrangler 87-06 YJ and TJ hood hinge high lift jack mount. It's only about 35 bucks for this kit, and then, well, another 10 12 bucks for shipping, of course. Uh, you get two of these brackets. They're three 16-inch tempered steel jack mounting brackets with a padlock mount, the lock is, of course, sold separately. All mounting hardware is included for any uh, YJ or TJ. And uh, jack mounting hardware, of course, is sold, well, is included, but the jack is sold separately. It mounts in all of about 15 minutes, if you can read simple directions. And the stainless steel mounting hardware, well, it's going to prevent that rusty nut syndrome. Oh, jeez. Oh, sounds painful when you say it, John. No. <laughs> Mounting and rusty nuts. So I forgot to do something that I, I've been meaning to do. And uh, the, after that, especially after that TV purchase, I need to yeah. give you a salute and say, thank you for going over to Amazon.com and clicking Indeed. <laughs> and clicking on our link first before you do. And uh, like Josh said, XJ Talk Show and XJTalkShow.com, you'll see the Amazon banner and just click and go. Uh, so anyway, here we have, uh, I don't know, maybe this is a fellow podcaster, Josh, but somebody bought a Behringer a Xenix 302 USB. Uh, it's a little mixer. It has uh, inputs for a microphone, uh, has an output for headphones. So, I mean, it's a really small, compact little unit. And uh, I was just really amazed to see this. You guys just head over to Amazon.com and have a look, especially if you're thinking about uh, <clears throat> doing some segments for XJ Talk I Show. Know. Uh, it yeah. might, uh, might help you out. You'll still have to get a microphone and stuff, but this is a, a great little unit uh, that you can uh, uh, start off with. It's ultra compact, ultra, ultra low noise, analog mixer with USB audio interface. So that means you can plug it into the computer, folks. Powered through USB or external power adapter, which is included. Built-in stereo USB audio interfaced to connect directly to your computer. Oh, what is this? Traction for music production software included free of charge to help you realize oh, cool. your creative potential. State-of-the-art phantom-powered Xenix mic preamp comparable to the standalone boutique preamps. So uh, that uh, that phantom power, like if you... Uh, if you if your first mic is a condenser mic, as uh, many people do use condenser mics, although they shouldn't because they are wildly sensitive and omnidirectional. <laughs> but uh, uh, you can hear typing. Yes, you uh, you wind up uh, needing on many of them. You wind up needing phantom power so that you can actually power the the condenser portion of the microphone. So this thing will provide that. So. Uh, I, I got to admit, my first microphone was a condenser microphone. I mean, if you look at a $300 uh, dynamic microphone uh, or a, a very sensitive uh, condenser microphone for, that looks really cool for 40 bucks, what are you going to do? So yeah, uh, exactly. I, I eventually went with the dynamic microphone. And uh, Josh does a lot of things on, at his, in his uh, studio to make things quiet enough where he can use the condenser. So you, it can be done. Uh, I got too much noise in here. So I, I went with the dynamic. 
Now, I went with a different product that I'm not sure what's going to give you, but this is called the Neti Stick Aromatherapy Inhaler. It comes with a pack of two and it's only $13.50. An all-natural aromatherapy inhaler. Breathe easier anytime. Contains an energized blend of peppermint, eucalyptus, menthol, and lavender essential oils. Ooh, doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> Provides natural support for sinus congestion. You need to. Oh, is that right? Provides natural yeah. support for sinus congestion relief during cold, flu, and allergy seasons. Helps stimulate the mental energy and focus of your mind, brain, and head. Opens the sinuses and clears the mind and now is 100% crack cocaine-free. <laughs> That's like thirteen fifty, right? That's not bad. <laughs> no. I, I really think I want one of those. So, Tammy, you mentioned that your husband buys a lot of stuff on Amazon. Are you, you're, are you guys Prime members? He is, yeah. Well, if, is. if he is, you are. Because all you have to do is say, "Hey, order me that." <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, true. Much if, that's true. If you guys are, if you guys are, and when I say you guys, I mean uh, whoever is listening to the sound of my voice right now. Are you, if you're buying things online at least three or four times a year or more, then really Amazon Prime is pretty much going to pay for itself. Oh, especially yeah. if you're looking at any big ticket items or any mm -hmm. heavier items, uh, because you get two day free shipping, and of course, there's a slew of other benefits that come with it, like streaming video. Uh, movie rental and stuff like that and of course all the music that they've got at your fingertips as well so amazon prime is where it's at if you are an online shopper which pretty much all of us are getting to that stage more and more as the years go on please consider checking out amazon prime and getting your membership now and of course even if you do or don't by all means head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com and click on our amazon banner before you do any online shopping at all you know, lots of and people. And sometimes they deliver it like the next day. Yeah, it's like Instant super fast shipping. Yeah, it, it's really, it's really nice. I mean, I know a lot of people <clears throat> like to go go to the store and get it because they can have it right there in their in their uh, grimy little hands immediately. But uh, mm. you know, driving the vehicle down there, uh, stopping, getting in, going, and getting headbutted by a Walmart employee. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just uh oh it's just so nice just to come home from work and go oh goodies and if you buy if you buy too much stuff from amazon you go oh goodies well what the hell is that i forgot what that was <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember ordering that oh and it's like it's like christmas because you're yeah. you forgot what you ordered and you open it up and go oh yeah i remember that <laughs> so anyway lots of good times with uh, amazon.com and the prime memberships i will just mention not all items are available for prime uh most a lot of them are and if you can't find it uh if if, if it doesn't come up immediately you kind of dig around you can often often find a uh somebody that will sell it for prime and uh, take care of the the quick shipping and gosh i think especially at christmas time i've done the uh the overnight shipping it was a it was extra four bucks to have it done overnight and I, i've i've had things delivered on christmas eve so it's pretty cool. It's a nice thing to have. Also, too, they do gift cards. <laughs> so you can just email somebody for a present last minute. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. All right. Now, we have this new segment that uh, I'm really enjoying, and uh, Josh is going to tell us where you can wheel. Yeah, we call Wheel and Wear. We're going to get a little bit of a promo going for this one of these days, guys. But this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. So what's happening now? Well, I've got a couple here for you, and one of them you are definitely going to recognize. But first, it's the offroadevents.com presents the first annual Hit the Dust Wheeling and Vendor event happening Thursday, April 9th through Sunday, April 12th. 
2015, of course, at Barnwell Mountain Recreation Area in Gilmer, Texas. For more information, head over to events at offroadevents.com. Red Rock Four Wheelers are hosting the 49th annual Easter Jeep Safari, happening Saturday, March 28th through Sunday, April 5th, all going down, of course, in Moab, Utah. For more information, as if you need to know, head over to www.rr4w.com. That's it for this week, guys. If you got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. Absolutely. Well, we ran a little late tonight, but actually, Josh, we it's not that late. No. No, well, this very is good. pretty early. Well, we kind of got started on time. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> well, guys, look, everybody has got a Jeep story to tell. If you've had an interesting wheeling adventure recently or you got one coming up, maybe you want to talk about your build or something. Well, we want to hear about it. We could get you guys on the show. We'd want to hear about, well, maybe thinking about doing an interview with you. 530-675-4102. It's our 24-7 voicemail line. By all means, drop us a line, even if it's just to say hi. Oh, and I want to mention, uh, I when is the uh, the uh, Day of the Dirt uh, run that uh, John, uh, pre-runner 1982, is going to be you doing? You would, of course, have to put me on the spot with that. I'm going is it to in feel October? horrible It's right coming now. up. I, I thought it's coming up. I think he's got like a week or two Well, or we less. need that. We need to have that in the uh, in what's going on. I mean, I'm, I know he doesn't need any more Jeeps out there. I mean, yeah, I know. He's over got 100? like 100 plus rigs, yeah, on this. Jeez. And it was just a, yeah. yeah he, this thing has turned into a huge event for him. And this is actually, guys, uh, an event posted, uh, hosted by our friend of the show, John Prerunner 1982. He put this thing together a couple few years ago, and it's been getting so big, bigger and bigger every year. It's an awesome event and uh, a lot of history and stuff and really cool scenery as well. Yeah, you uh, He's to, got a lot of pictures over at xjtalk.com, yeah. so make sure you guys go check out those. And we want you guys to be checking out our Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash xjtalk.page. And of course, make sure you guys are including us in your tweets at XJTalk. So the the Day of the Dirt thing is basically uh, they go through this historical uh, drive and there's all kinds of uh, old houses, uh, old uh, places. It's uh, some of the, I'm not sure if any of it's paved. It might all be dirt. And it's not anything other than uh, what you would be considered uh, doing light off-roading. It's a great thing for the family Mm -hmm. because nobody's going to get car sick. Uh, more than likely and they just you know you go and you stop and you look and you take pictures and it's just it's a great outing so i think that's one of the reasons why john's getting such a a, a great uh interest in this because everybody can go but uh, like josh said just go over to xjtalk.com and look for day of the dirt and you can uh, get more information on it i'm sorry we didn't have a, a specific date for that tonight though yeah man we'll have that next week and in the meantime guys make sure you're telling a friend about the xj talk show we'll see you next week yep you guys have a great jeep week and uh, thank you tammy See you later.